What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. I like your shirt. I like your shirt a lot. Where'd you get that shirt? I do. You can get it at kindofunny.com forward slash store right now, right now. Where'd you get that shirt, Colin Moriarty, Pride of Long Island? Uh, Rack outside of a warehouse in Texas. But other people can get it at (laughs) kindofunny.com slash store. And then the pure one, Tim Gettys. Where'd you get your rare shirt? Insertcoinclothing.com. It's a very rare shirt. You can just ah. Google insert coin. Yeah, just clothing. insert coin clothing. Google that shit. Yeah, you'll find it. Because yeah, you don't right. have the clothing. Where'd you com. get your shirt, Greg? We have concerns.com. I assume. I don't know. Anthony Carboni tweeted out a link to it. And I said, that's a cool looking shirt. And I Days bought aliens. it. And I support my friends. God damn it. Yeah. Not by listening to their shitty podcast, but by buying their t-shirts. Mm-hmm. I'll come on their shitty podcast. Make it shittier. Because that's what I do. And we also talked about dog shit on that podcast. Not surprising. Not surprising at all. Yeah. I once picked up one of Porty's turds with a dollar bill and they thought that was weird, but I had to do it. And I'm not going to leave a turd out there. You got to do what you got to do. That's how much this dog means to you. You will clean up his shit with dollar bills. No, not at all. That's how much You're being a good human being. That's how much bills. a good human being costs. One dollar. One dollar. I don't give a shit. Pertillo's shit. If I, there was no you repercussions. Dollar, I will smear shit on the sidewalk with my hand for as long as it takes to get it clean. Greg, <laughs> what could these people do with the dollar? They can head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny where we post this show topic by topic date. No. Why are you trying to throw why'd you throw Sorry, that at me? That's I don't know, totally it weird. Like a segue. No, it was a like good a segue. Weird, no, was it? We never it. I didn't do any of the normal stuff. It was a good segue. Thank you, Colin. Alright, fine, Colin. You can intro with them. Throw it pitch it to him. What what should they do with that dollar, Colin? Buy a podcast with it. <laughs> yeah, son. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Invest it in a, a, in, a, in a mutual fund. <laughs> mutual funds aren't going to do much with a dollar. No, nah, not really. This give it, one. Give it hundreds of thousands of years. That this dollar one's going to be worth a dollar. Thousands of gentlemen. years. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where you can toss us few bucks, not just one buck, because the one buck doesn't really help you, except it gets you an exclusive episode every month. It's all the but if you nice. give us five bucks or ten bucks, yeah. then you get this show early each and every Friday. It's a metaphorical dollar, Greg. Is it? It's uh, yeah. a literal dollar, actually. Five of them. If we're not worth <laughs> the dollar to you, we understand. Head over to kindoffunny.com. Or YouTube.com slash kind of funny, where we post the show topic by topic, day by day, until the entire thing goes up as one big MP3 and video the following Friday. Uh, that's that's the topic, right? I, is there Tim? We're starting with your topic, apparently. Okay, my you topic. have an audio visual topic. So my topic. Stop doing that. I'm sorry, I had to fix it. My anal retentiveness is not allowed to be off centered. My topic is go. a thing called ASMR. Let's go, like around, a sex let's go around the table. Colin, have you ever heard of ASMR? No, I don't think so. Greg. Not until you started tweeting about it, but I don't know what it stands for. Okay. Audio sensory something. Audio uh, I'll bring ASMR. up a computer. Because I need facts. Audio Nick. sensory uh, the first memory. Time I- Revolution. Wow. I just made that last part out. No, always great. Uh no, I heard of it when the first time I heard of it was when Drucker was on the show. Uh, our good friend Mike Drucker, and he mentioned it, and I'm like, that sounds like but again, it's, it sounded like something I should have heard of. So I played so it like, off. Like, like, yeah, totally. like, I know what that I'm is. I'm big on ASMR. Um, so before we begin, is it a sex the, thing? It, so it's not a sex thing, uh, according to everybody that is into it. That's the first thing they say. And if you need that disclaimer, yeah, then it's, it's a probably sex a sex thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but the, they're very, very upfront that it's not a sex thing. What is interesting about it is that it's been around forever. 
Like it's just it's so a since thing, caveman times. Since caveman times, mm-hmm. like it just exists, and it's something that like is being given credit to. They're giving credit to. Um, sorry, Kevin distracted me. They're they're giving credit to Bob Ross. The painter guy. Oh, love right? Bob Ross. We know Bob Ross. Like he might not be the, the, the founder of this idea, but he is the the best way to kind of explain to people what ASMR is. Okay, that soothing voice, you know, just real nice tempo, him just kind of relaxing, just talking and all that stuff. ASMR is autonomous sensory meridian response, mm, and it signifies the subjective experience of low grade euphoria, characterized by a combination of positive feelings, relaxation and a distinct static-like tingling sensation on the skin. It typically begins on the scalp before moving down the spine to the base of the neck, sometimes spreading to the back, arms, and legs as intensely as intensity increases, most commonly triggered by specific acoustic and visual stimuli, including the content of some digital videos, and less commonly by intentional words that I don't know. These people are known as ASM artists. Nice. Which is my favorite part of the entire process. And we've heard about it from Drucker. And then right. when we were down in, in Austin, we were hanging out with Jeff Ramsey mm-hmm. of Achievement Hunter fame. Yes. And he was telling us about his wife, Griffin, yes. who is an ASMR Has a channel on YouTube. And has ASMR, a whole channel yeah. dedicated to this. And I was like, that sounds crazy. Started looking into it. Apparently, a lot of people have channels that do these videos. And they get a lot of views. Do we need to start kind of funny ASMR? We might have to. What's up, everybody? Oh, <laughs> That's what it does, yeah, right? Yeah. It's the opposite. <laughs> You want someone to jump off a cliff? <laughs> so this is, it's all really weird to me because when it was explained to me, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Like the, the idea of the chills, like they're de- defining chills to mm. me. And I'm like, I like that. Like th- there's a science behind it. There's something that people can identify as triggering those things. Sure. And oh, there's a list of triggers. Those That list includes whispering, soft talking, What's up, scratching, tapping, personal attention, ear brushing. Ear brushing is a big one. What's ear brushing? Uh, I'll get to that. Nick, in a second. brush my ear. Is that ear brushing? That's ear brushing. Yeah, it's making I mean, a that sound is, that, it that is, I would that imagine. Sound. It's that oh, sound. that does feel good. Um, we'll do that to you. Hair play, hand movements, page turning, concentration ah. on tasks, mouth sounds, oh. ambient <laughs> sounds, and just simply words. Words. Specific words. words. I would say this is ridiculous, but mm-hmm. I, for some reason, I, I want get to experience it. it. I get it. Oh, there's a lot to experience. Now, this started a long time ago, at least for me. My my first, first, first time experiencing this ASMR thing was back probably in 2008 when uh, they the binaural um, microphones came mm-hmm. out, the where you could record head. you could record sound in three in 3D. So it's like, you know, the idea we play video games and it's in like 5.1 mm-hmm. sounds, so you can kind of hear where things are. Imagine if a microphone recorded us, like if it was in the middle of this table and it recorded us so that when people listened to it, it sounded like Nick was there, Greg was there, Colin was there. And if you close your eyes, it really feels that way. There was a video that went super viral of a, a haircut. Do you guys remember this? No. It sounds like someone is buzzing your head. Mm-hmm. So if you sat there and closed your eyes and put headphones on, it, it felt like someone <laughs> was walking around you and it was like, it was like VR before there was VR. Right. Right. So now people are kind of taking that and running with it. And they're just making videos on videos on videos of these different experiences of haircuts. And I kind of want to just, you know, get you right into it. Let you let you watch some stuff and see what you think. I'm excited about this. Do I get where I I was told to get headphones, but then I was told I didn't need them. Yeah. Um, Do I get those? Kevin will get them. Okay. No, you don't need yours, right? Okay. I'll get them. Well, we should 
Yeah. I don't think there's enough splitters, right? That's the yeah, problem. I'm not going to be able to hear it, but it's okay. So I'm taking these? Yeah. Can you plug me in there somewhere? Ah, thank you. Sorry. I like the way you move. That's my ASMR song. All right. No, it's not so a song. Put them on. I like it. All right. Let me know about volume. Crank this shit. Oh, it's Griffin. Do you need to crank more? Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to crank anymore. I think it's supposed to be soft. But this one, I, uh, does anybody else only have one ear? Well, she's going back and forth to other ears. But no, I'm talking about the last three videos. No, I, no. I only have one ear. Thank you. I have two. I think you and I are on the same one. I'm going to fuck with it. Alright, let's move on. Just creeping me out. Yeah. It is. Do you want to switch me in the in the camera? Yeah, probably. Let's do that. Sorry. So this right here is a 40 minute video of people turning pages in a book with no speaking oh, this is at way all. Better. But they have dope ass gloves on. That was the first one I liked. Not that I would like go watch any of these, but yeah. that, so far that's my favorite. Was there a lot of metal? Yeah. And while we're bringing it at to the metal, I like this lady's voice. I like this a lot. Yeah. Press and smooth in the same way on the other side. Fold. Press and smooth. Oh yeah, this is doing it. Smoothing the like edges away. You don't like it? No. We'll put that to the side as we do exactly the same thing with this brown chocolate colored. Too side. many mouth noises. Once again, we're going to just straighten it. Can we please make one where she I just. She has that video has 1.7 million views. Yeah, people like it, man. But what, what are they, what are they doing with our nice lives? Word. What? No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Colin. Okay, no. Nope. <laughs> nope, can't, can't with that. Nope. Nope. Not even a prayer of that happening. Tusk. 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 These are words that are pleasing. Tusk. 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 Stop with the fucking mouth noises, lady. up like everything. Tusk. 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 like someone whispering in your ear. Tusk. 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 I thought she was saying tusk. What do you think These videos have so many views. Jesus. 
these things are fucking weird. And now, uh, what what is your experience with it? Did anything create that sensation? No, I didn't for get you? any chills. I was disturbed. I was. I, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean because I know a lot of people enjoy this stuff, but I was actually a little disturbed by. It. I mean, to each his own. But give me a little, I was a little. Dis- a little I'm a little disturbed back. by it. Like I'm a little unsettled. I feel a little unsettled. That people enjoy it, or the no, your, that your personal. I'm, I'm, my personal thing is that I'm gotcha. unsettled. I was totally unsettled by a lot of that. So that, that woman with the the blonde woman speaking about that was super unsettling to me. So later on, at some point, I want you guys to in your free time, just like with making sure that it's all totally working right, just go on a YouTube ASMR and everyone at home try it and just see what happens. Supposedly, there's triggers that work for people, and there's a lot of triggers that don't. For me, I'm the same way as you. Last night, I went through a whole bunch of them. And it makes me feel super anxious, and I don't like it at all. And it, I feel uh, very confined. Yeah, it's, to me, it feels like um, it's like the same sensation I have when I read like Lewis Carroll or something. It's like it's not of this world. It's like weird and dreamlike, and, and it's unsettling. And it's like I don't know. It's I totally get it though. I mean, guy. I get. It. I mean, weird. You know, what's weird to one person is totally normal to another person. I mean, mm-hmm. I I agree with Greg. Actually, the most. Uh, settling of all the videos, I think, was the page turning. Yeah, like that. But even yeah. then, he's like rubbing his hand, and it's like it's just it's creepy. Even when it's yeah, like, when I, just did, when did, I don't need to see the visual. When they did the little walk up the book, that sounded mm-hmm. creepy. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be less about the visuals and more about just the kind of like relaxing into the, the overall ambience of it, right? Well, that's the thing is that it depends. Like, so there's a lot of them that are based on the hand motions, so oh, okay. people doing all that stuff, that. and they they dress up. Then there's a so one of the things that we were talking about is um, personal attention. So that'll be things where. It's people talking directly to the camera. Like they're looking straight into it, talking to you and they're role playing. Like they're dressed as like Elsa from Frozen. And they're like, come on, you like this one. I was kind of it. It was like, let, let me do your makeup. Just, you know, oh, you, man. you don't look, you can't go out like this. And then, and you just hear like the brushes like going everywhere. And it's like, she's addressing the camera and it's fucking weird. Like it's really weird, but people are in love with this. Yeah. Like I just last seen night, that by the last numbers. night I tweeted out, I was just like. I don't get it, and oh my god, the amount of backlash I get are like, you're crazy, you're fucking crazy. I'm like, all right, like it's just weird that it's it's definitely not for me. Well, I don't think you're crazy. I don't think it's I don't think it's it's say, like fair to criticize you for not understanding this because this is pretty this is a pretty new kind of thing, right? Like I've never seen anything like this, and the fact that there is such a huge crowd behind it makes it even kind of crazier for me. But I, having said that, I get it. And I understand what it's about because I've had that feeling before, not from watching videos or listening to things, but sometimes I'll read articles about like, for instance, I think I was talking to you about this. Like I love massage therapy. So when I read about massage therapy techniques, it reminds me of being in that place where I'm totally at ease with the world. And I don't give a shit about the world. And I'm like achieving that quasi euphoric state where you feel just like someone's doing something so nice for you that you're. Uh, as as relaxed as you possibly could be and you're completely at peace with with yourself and i think to me that's that might be kind of getting close to what people feel when they feel this there's a thousand videos literally a thousand videos of people getting massages yeah under asmr it's yeah. like it's unreal how how many different little like pockets there are in this and like the mouth noises there's so many they're just focused it's, on that it's the, so the weird. most popular thing though is the whispering and it's the soft spoken yeah i can under- and i can understand that i get it hour. if it was just clean the audio is cleaner though because it's like the, the microphones they're using are so high end that like they're picking up things that microphones aren't even you're not supposed to want to pick that up. or like at least if you're recording a high fidelity mm-hmm. piece of audio you don't want to pick up the little mouth they, the, the, it's like I think it's like such that. a yeah no, I think they do and that's yeah. why I'm, I'm unsettled because it was just the whispering properly recorded like in, an, in a booth where you like get rid of that shit mm-hmm. then i can see why that's relaxing because i was gonna say that if if the father of this or at least the father of popularizing this was bob ross like i've lost 
fucking scores of hours of my life to Bob Ross in my life. I, 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 I just like lose track of time when I used to watch him when I was a kid. I, cause I, I, I agree. That's kind of a similar thing where I'm just like staring at the TV and two hours have passed. And I'm, I'm mad that he seems like he's ruining his painting sometimes and then he fixes them. So there's, <laughs> there's, there's two other, uh, uh, other things that aren't ASMR. There's something called frisian and misphonia. Frisian is when it's, it's music based. So it's that shiver you get when you hear music cues. Mm-hmm. So I get that all the time. So I, I understand that. So it's pleasurable and it's like a shortly, like less than five second, just kind of like that chill that goes down your spine. Mm-hmm. Like, That's wh- not ASMR. Like in Batman v Superman. Yeah, exactly. When Wonder, when Wonder, Wonder Woman thing plays and it just like hits me. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're different. Gun, gun, like gun, 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 people gun, get upset gun. when you, you know, incorrectly mix the two. Mix the two. Yeah. And then misphonia is the hatred of this stuff. It's like the nails on a chalkboard type feeling where mm. just it makes you feel really unsettled. And I'm there too. I just, it's, it's weird. And I was like, I, I don't get it until I watched the one that's hairbrushing. And it's just, it feels like you're getting your hair brushed. And I was like, oh my God, I feel it. It's fucking happening. And it's weird, man. It's a weird sensation where it's like, holy shit, they won. Like they forced me to feel something. Like yeah. I, when I first heard about this, when I was saying back in like 2008, um, the headline was, uh, sounds that will make you literally orgasm, but mm-hmm. I didn't orgasm. I never did, so I was upset about that. I very seldom do, but I just think this is—it's really, really—it's <laughs> crazy, and uh, it's disturbingly sensual. Is kind of what the the marketing phrase. Is. Yeah, I can I can Damn. see that, but it's not sensual in a sexual way. If that makes that sense. would have been a better fucking that would have been a better company and kind of the, funny. Yeah, disturbingly sensual. Disturbingly sensual. <laughs> That's how I describe Nick every day. Thank you. Now, Nick, that's what I'd like you to do. I'd like Kevin to rotate the camera and give a rack zoom on your face. And I'd like you to give us. You want the first kind of funny, the first of I want you to give you an ASMR ASMR Yeah, Because you're the voice. You're the one who would do this. Now, Nick, before you do this, I want you to keep this in mind. Mm -hmm. There's this woman named Jen who's one of the more Mm well-known ASMR artists. She's defining, she says, autonomous refers to the individualistic nature of the triggers and the the capacity in many to facilitate or completely create the sensation at will. Sensory and response are fairly obvious, and meridian, Jen said, is a more polite term for orgasm. Wow! So, you, so, so I'm literally, you, you literally want me to try to make someone orgasm with my voice right yes. now? Challenge accepted. Good, Kevin, turn the camera to me. <laughs> Wait, really quick, I'm gonna mute the rest of you guys. Sounds so great because we get we get some clear ASMR. If I don't come back, ladies and gentlemen, it was a pleasure knowing you. I'm sorry I died. Okay, I need everyone to close their eyes too because I don't need you to see me for this. Seeing me might be a little too much for you. You might not be able to take it. You can imagine seeing Colin, but feeling Kevin and then smelling Kevin also. This is my first attempt at ASMR. Thank you for joining me. I'm going to do the Colin Moriarty. Tighten the screws. Make sure it's right in my mouth. We're going to start this. Are you laughing right now, Greg? I'm shutting my eyes, but shutting my eyes is going to make it infinitely more funny. All right. But I'm going to do it. Oh, hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me. Today, I want you to go on a little journey with me. I want you to imagine that I'm right behind you. (laughs) Not in a strong or intimidating way. In a very passionate way. And I'm touching your ear with my hand. And I'm slowly letting my hand go down the backside. That little tuft of hair you have 
at the mid-back line. I'm just touching it. <laughs> touching it. I'm just touching it. Touching it. <laughs> 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 I want you, yeah, okay. I want you to sit with me. Relax. I'll have Kevin make you a sandwich. Maybe it's a salami sandwich. Maybe it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But I'll be goddamn if it's a bologna sandwich. We don't allow that shit in this house. Don't look at the door behind you and pay no attention to the muffled screams you hear. That may be Kevin. Or maybe someone else. But I assure you, their involvement in this is voluntary. They've signed a release form. I'm still touching your lower back. Touching it. Touching. How long do I need to go on with this? <laughs> I was hoping that'd be the whole show. All right. Okay. No, I, I completely get this. I, I, I understand this and I'm going to try. I'm going to go on and watch the massage videos. Not in it. Not the bad massage videos like the, the not safe for work ones. The actual massage videos because I, I completely understand where people are coming from here. I think you got to keep talking because our mic's still around. Oh, Kev. He's, That's fine. Um, I think, but here's the thing for me. What it, what it reminds me of is like you've had one experience that was so great. Euphoric. 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 An actual physical experience that maybe these are bringing up those memories. And maybe there's some sort of connection between those, right? Like the whispering in the ear, I totally get. I've had girls do that to me. It's very, very soothing. It's very comforting. And I can totally understand where that comes from. Um, same for me with massages. Like I love massages. I love just the idea that someone's doing something nice for me. So I get it. It sounds weird at first. But I'll be honest with you, I want to be an ASM artist. Hardcore. Really? Do you want to be an artist or you just want to follow artists? I think I want to be an artist. I think you I can think do it. start doing it. I think we should do these videos for you. There it is. Is this working for you? Am I lulling you in a false sense of security? It kind of reminds me of like the, take that, when everyone went through like a rave phase and they put the like the lights yeah. on their fingers and do the, the glow like, stick things. Yeah, the glow sticky like yeah. light shows and stuff. It reminds me of that. It's just, I don't, this is, it's weird. It's weird that this is it's it's weird that it's as big as it is because it's such a innate thing that just people have in them and it, it either affects people or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like the the blue and gold dress situation sure. that went on where it's like you it sounds crazy, but it undeniably either works or does not work with everybody. You know, then mm-hmm. that sounds like a stupid statement, but it's like it's weird how I could be like, oh, man, I don't either don't like it or it doesn't do anything for me. Then I'll talk to other people. and They're like, oh, man. It's like Barbara from Rooster Teeth. All well, she's about a it. weirdo Canadian. She is. She is a weirdo. Super Canadian. into it though. She's the one that recommended the hair brushing. Oh so, wow! All right. Shout out to that. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it. I'm gonna watch some of it this week. Maybe we should do an ASMR Yo, part we, two. Where I, I, I want you to give your like. follow up thoughts next week. The hairbrush one sounds good. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, it's, what is what is the thing that you like that's not sexual? Do you have anything that that like that one time that barber who didn't speak English used that sander belt on my head was awesome. This that's right. Joke. That's right. This isn't a joke. Yeah, no, that's right. You told that story. Busted out that belt sander. I almost cried. So if I could get, if <laughs> I get the sound of that, I bet I, there's a head massager out there video that you could watch and it might actually trigger it for you. You should check for that. And calling for you, it would be probably a very quiet, but violent debate between Democrats and Republicans during which the Republicans win. That'd probably be it for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like Maybe nature actually. Record for oh, nature would be good. Sounds. I bet there's some nature. Just being in the middle of the woods mm-hmm. by myself, mm-hmm. far, far away from this table. 
Just <laughs> middle of the woods, nice shiny day, M16 in hand, waiting for the, yeah, waiting we, for the yeah. Russians to land. Looking for silhouettes of paratroopers in the <laughs> horizon. Yeah, I apologize to the audience if that was a weird topic, but I thought it was worth doing, and we'll see what the reaction is to that. We'll see. But uh, it's definitely fun. Do you find one? Yeah. Oh, man, I got a scout massage here with a million views. Okay. Let's see how this does. Good, there's also it's gonna be a good podcast. There's right one here. called ASMR Barber, just the guy who does barber. Is that one? Who That's did, probably did, 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 did you do those? OG shit. Uh, Walmart ad beforehand. No, thank you. These oh. greedy YouTube people with their ads. Oh. I tell you what, sucks to their ass. Jeez, Louise. Nick, what's your topic? My topic today comes from the community over on Patreon.com forward slash Kind of Funny. I gotta pull it up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It's okay. You're Talk perfect. Yourself. Hey, how you Talk doing? About hey. Talk about barber, barber you? shopping. Good. What was that look? Looking at you, looking at you in the jacket. You're wearing looking the jacket. This is one of your favorite looks. It is. I'm a big jacket man. You are a big jacket man. I don't have a topic. jacket. All right, topics here. Uh, this is from Yuhiro Chavez. The topic is, what is your type and how has it changed? I just turned 32 and I've been reflecting on my life. I thought it'd be fun for the kind of funny guy, gang to discuss what type of girls they used to be into and how it's all changed. Very interesting. Used to love 12-year-olds, and then I turned 13. I like that. That's good. That was a good one, Greg. See you guys later. Yeah. There's going to be one person whose feed cut off right after you said, I used to like 12-year-old girls. <laughs> Flip the car. <laughs> Call the FBI. I don't know. It's My, my taste has definitely broadened as far as what I am attracted to. Because back in the day, I think when I was in college, that there was a certain there was definitely a specific type that I liked. Mm-hmm. And it was built largely around... <laughs> I <love how> Kevin's, <laughs> Kevin's like Kevin's he's, he's there. Even this Kevin's set to take so many notes on what you're gonna want to cut out of this episode, <laughs> and he's fair. just fucking ready. Well, no, I think it was based largely on my earlier experiences. So my first girlfriend was Filipino, um, and so I had I think from that that was sort of my first sexual encounter with a girl, like a first real relationship, and I think that kind of set the tone for me. So I did have I was specifically I don't want to say it was my main type, but I really did like Asian girls for a while. Like I, w- I would I would kind of put them more up on a pedestal than anyone else. Um, and then I think not to be stereotypical, but I think I was really kind of heavy into that, that sort of anime culture and the idea of that, because it was very foreign to me too. And I went to UC Irvine and there was a lot of like mixed ethnicities of of Asian girls there. I was like, "Ah, this is my thing. This is going to be my thing forever. And then eventually I kind of grew out of it. But I think that's the interesting thing about how types have changed. I feel like as you get older, you don't have a type anymore. Like, cause the whole idea of type is kind of a, it's definitely a young kid's game. You know, it's when you don't really understand how the world works mm-hmm. and that you're not really supposed to break it down into these really weird binaries that don't mean anything at the yeah. end of the day. And I feel like as you get older, it's like you start realizing that like that's, it's kind of not okay to do that. You I know? mean, you can have a preference, but I mean, you can't really help what you're attracted to, but I understand what you're talking about is when you break it down in cold terms like that, it does sound very, very stereotyping. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. Like, that's, when I just say I like Asian girls, it's like, well, there's got to be a little more to it than that. Exactly. And I think it's the same idea as, as like rating men or women on a scale of one to 10 of how hot are they? Right. It's like, that's the same type of idea where it's like, everyone did that until a point where you're like, well, oh man, I shouldn't, I shouldn't do that. Cause that's kind of, it's weird. And it's it just like it sets a th- there is no standard. And all of a sudden you're just, you are just talking about like weird stereotypes and stuff mm-hmm. that like it's just messy. And at the end of the day, you that your type is the type of person that's compatible with you for a plethora of reasons. Yeah, sure. And those reasons aren't they're a small Asian girl. Right. It's not mostly not physical. Yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of other. That's shit. why I've never stood the question. I've never I've never sat there and said, this is my type. And then like, I ignore everybody else other than this. Like, I just like cool people. 
Can I like is that I like cool people? That's my type. You know what I mean? I can't has think, that always been the case? Yeah, I can't ever think back to a point where I was like, she's hideous because she has red hair or something like that. You know what I mean? Or the I guess the analog of that. You know, yeah. I'm only going to date brunettes. I'm only going to de- date people of this ethnicity. No, it's never happened. Yeah. I think people get, I think people, there are people out there though, and I, I was one of those people who would let a person's like specific look influence my attraction level to them way more than I should have. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I would, I would put certain girls now that if I looked back, I'd be like, you know, they were nice girls, but I wasn't, they're not specifically gorgeous or, or bad looking in any way, shape or form. But to me, they were like goddesses back in the day, you know, back in colleges. Cause I cause that's just for some reason how I had them built up in my brain. But that's it, right? Like, yeah, I that's think that's kind of how it works is sure. you, it's you projecting this, you're, you're turning it into something that you want, right? As opposed to what it is. And I feel like that that is that's the story of high school love in, in a nutshell. Well, it definitely right? is. But I feel like that's also something that you're right with age that that lessens because as you kind of keep going through life, and you can say like I don't I'm, I'm more into brunettes than I am in blondes. Then you meet an amazing blonde who has it has really nothing to do with her looks. She's just a really cool person. Then suddenly you're like, whoa, I was mistaken. I am now into blondes. But then you're kind of kidding yourself, right? You're just kind of into this person. It's just the I person mean, and, and that's kind of it. It's just yeah. like there's there is no difference between a blonde and brunette besides just the physicality of them being that. So it's like when you're talking about um, what's your type, mm-hmm. you're not like everything you're describing is a visual thing. But what you're saying is is the opposite of visual. What you're saying is like this is the type of person that I like, but that defining them by their race or their hair color isn't actually defining the type of girl that you like. Sure, sure, you sure, sure. And sure. I think but that's I mean, where it gets really, really messy where it's like. If, what's my type? My type is motivated, you know, mm, sure. Like, that is a type. And I feel like that's how my types changed over time where mm-hmm. it's like, I realized that because when people ask me, what's my type? Yeah. Growing up, I could totally be like, I like petite Asian girls because mm-hmm. that's what I was attracted to. All the, mainly the girls that I was attracted to were that having said that, then I meet other girls. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm attracted to very specific. But that things. also has to do with circumstantial, right? You were around your main group of friends had a lot of, Asian girls 100% and, that, and so you were just around those people and those are people I interacted with and so you're like okay I'm this is what I'm this is what's approachable to me yeah. this is what's comfortable to me this is what I'm used to exactly and then yeah I mean the same way for me I was that was all the way up till college then when I moved to San Francisco and I started actually dating like dating dating and there was a much bigger and more diverse pool to choose from it really mm-hmm. opened up my brain yeah opened up my eyes I mean you know movies right people get typecast as things and I feel like when you're younger it's just it's the lowest common denominator and it's the easiest way where you kind of typecast what you're looking for. Like you're just like, oh, well, I know I like this thing. So maybe if I can't get that, I can get something similar. And mm-hmm. then you're just like the easiest way to to bucket similar things is these these buckets, really. Yeah. You know, it's just like blonde, brunette, this, that, whatever. But it's like those things, like the, there's no similarities between those people. Well, I mean, that's the thing, too. It's like I hear that from people a lot, right? Like I'll, I'll hear from girlfriends of mine that I have that are like i just want a guy that's tall and it's like well i understand that i understand wanting that and see you see yourself with that that specific set of physical characteristics but at the end of the day it doesn't really matter at least that's what i keep telling myself (laughs) (laughs) but i mean that's the other thing too is it's like it's okay to have a preference it's okay to like things you know but i just feel like yeah the the question of type is it it's a separate question that just gets lumped into the being the same thing well we feel like because it goes the opposite too right of like my type is this which means i don't find these other people attractive right and that's what you're talking about really cutting something off right Mm -hmm. cutting off your arm despite your yeah it's i mean for me though it's been very interesting and and very and this is something you have to be honest with yourself as a guy because like i've met people that i wasn't initially attracted to but then when you get to know them they become way more attractive to me which is weird and it's something that you don't it kind of shakes your world when you have that happen for the first time because you're like, whoa, 
the idea of physical attraction is not just based solely on looks and it's weird because culture our culture and our society right now the mainstream media does not propagate that what they propagate is if you're a perfect human being you can live an amazing life and if you're not you're just a piece of shit and it's like I mean, you know, if you, when you read Cosmo, you read Glamour, you read all these things where they airbrush out stretch marks and and flaws and they make women skinnier, they make guys abs better. And it's like that we're all supposed to be conditioned to like to want to want that that goddess that we see or that God that we see on, on magazines. And it's just it's not reality and it's stupid and it's not it's, I've dated people that were I've dated women for purely superficial reasons. And I was fucking miserable every single time. And yeah, I got a lot of high fives from guys that didn't understand our, the mechanics of our relationship. But inside, I was like, I want out. I want out of this relationship. I don't care how good looking this person is. She's a horrible human being to me and doesn't treat me right. And doesn't, doesn't treat my friends right. But see, at the same time, though, it's like amazing like goddesses could also not be that. They could sure. be amazing people. And like that's the, the thing. It's like goddess types that care about their looks. That's not a... A thing, you know what I mean? They're not representative. And of, after that relationship, Nick never dated another attractive woman. <laughs> oh no, and that's that's true. I mean, I've dated plenty of attractive women, but I'm t- I'm just talking like saw her was like I want to date this person, made the decision to try and do that before I knew anything yeah, about them, yeah, yeah. and she for some reason was like I like this guy, he's funny, let's do this. And then about two months into the relationship, I'm like, it was she wasn't like a bad human being, she just wasn't invested in our relationship and we didn't have anything in common and her priorities were completely different from mine she and once you realize she was not my type once you realize those things i'm like I, this person's not my type right yeah. and that and that and as you get older that does force you into thinking like if i'm going to invest my time with someone they should be they should tick all the boxes on every level mm-hmm. off for me right they should be kind they should be smart they should be educated they should be motivated like you said they should actually they don't have to be great looking or beautiful but they should care about their health they should care about taking care of themselves and the longevity of that you know yeah. um and so i think that's that's definitely how i've changed most because when i especially when i met my wife and now having been in a relationship with her for the better part of 8 years like our my attraction to her has changed and it has deepened and it was pretty amazing at first and now it's gone it's gone a whole different level because it's like you just know each other on such a more intimate level and you trust each other so much deep, more deeply that it, it's, it's, it's hard to describe. And this is your week's episode of love and sex stuff. Yeah. If you want to get the show, it's Monday. It's 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Sorry. If you want to get the love and sex stuff shirt, go to kind of But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Colin, have you, did you have a specific type growing up or you just always really, I think that she only, like 11. Yeah, yeah, no, none of the girls I've ever dated have like three eleven. Erin's the first uh, girl I've dated that uh, that actually like gave them a chance and liked them, but that's not important. Um, I think the only thing that binds the handful of girls that I've like really you know cared about over time or whatever in some respects, you date girls or whatever, and but like the girls I've had like real relationships with, um, and there's not that many of them at all. Uh, I think the only thing that binds them are, is not like they're all different people. Um, I just think that, you know, I, I tend to sh- stay away from people that are like me. Um, and I think that like in, in terms of like, I don't really like uh, want to date a girl that plays games or, you know, right. it's like into that kind of stuff or like, it's just, it's just not for me. It doesn't say that, you know, that would be like if I, you know, if Aaron and I reconnected and she was like, oh, I play video games now. But like, well, now we can't, you know, like, but I'm just hey, saying like, that's cool. not what I'm looking yeah, for. Sure. I think a lot of people are like, you know, I want a gamer girl or and I'm like, uh, like that. To me, I want to date someone that can t- bring something new into my life and like something that, like can teach me and like kind of balance me out. I need to be balanced out, and I think that that's um, kind of what I found um, in my relationship now. Um, but I, I like I tend to, I, I mean the, the things that that I look for. I think I, I wanted a smart, headstrong, like educated person um, that has like substance. 
And uh, that's like really important to me. And and so like in my relationship now with Erin, like, you know, she's fantastic and she's gorgeous. But what like and I'm totally attracted to her on a physical level, of course. But me too. But like, <laughs> but, what, <laughs> but, what, but what really attracts me to her is like that we can have like conversations. We can talk for hours and hours about things. And like she has depth and she's she loves her family. And and, you know, she helps people. She's a nurse and she helps people and she really cares about her job. And like, well, like those things have like great substance so that when. You know, if she, you know, she and I are together for the rest of our lives, then it's like, well, when our looks fade and we're old and decrepit or whatever, and like, she's still the same person right. inside. And like, that's, I know it's hard for like, you know, when we're younger or whatever, we, we look, you know, go for looks or you're looking for something more casual or sexual or whatever. And then that's fine. I mean, I'm not judging what you do, but you, ha- you should have a physical attraction. But I think that the real attraction for me with Aaron comes from like everything that's inside of her like her her heart and her soul and like you know that kind of stuff and i like mm. that's so that's like kind of what i like what i think this kind of stuff should be should be uh judged upon because like the look stuff and like and all that kind of stuff it's important but it's also ephemeral like it doesn't last forever like what, sure. like your character and the content of your character and and all that kind of stuff i think is much more important so I, that's that so that's what i'm most attracted to is and i think would be like my so-called type would be like you know can you hold a conversation like you know, I have no and and what's so funny about this is that this is kind of not exclusive to women that I want to date. This is exclusive actually to like people that I even want to talk to at all. Mm. Um, like in terms of like, I have little tolerance for stupid. Like, um, one of our bosses at IGN told me once he's like, uh, you, what do you say? To me? It was like one of the nicest compliments he said to me. I like anyone's ever said to me he's like, you have like, you basically like take no prisoners. Like you have no tolerance for like stupidity at all, and mm. I don't. And that's true for anyone. Not only, you know, women that I'm interested in on a romantic level or whatever. Um, so I think that like when you think about your type, you might realize that your type is actually just the kind of person you want to, you know, um, attract in your life, like the kind of gravity well you have in your life in terms of people. And you realize it's not just the people you date, but but everyone is probably you probably have a type of person, not just. A, and that so the woman you want to date might have a very similar personality and a very similar like structure internally to the person that is your good friend, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I think that that's. Definitely. And I think that that's important to me. So yeah, I, I like people that are like that want something and try to get something and and have drive, like you were saying. Like I, I think that's super fucking attractive, and that's attractive to me and my friends. Like, yeah, it's know? it's funny. Something you said uh, sparked something with me. Where you're talking about the the three eleven thing, right? Like when I was younger, my type, I would have entirely entirely said that I want someone that likes tone deaf, like entirely. That would be that's my type. Somebody that can in, like enjoy uh, lyrical hip hop music, right? But then as I get older, I realize that it's not that surface level shit. It, it's it's a deeper thing of it's being able to have a conversation and talk about the music, mm-hmm. talk about why I like it, talk about what I appreciate about the lyrics and stuff. It's not about liking this thing just because I like it. Right. And I think that's something that uh, it's over the years. It's it's taking that surface level stuff of I like this and I like that. And that's my type and kind of boiling it down over time to be like, oh, but this is what really is the the you know what keeps that shit go, the core of what um it is that I like about the thing? So. Yeah, I think that's really important too. I think it's important to have someone that that you vibe with on that level, for lack of a better word, like someone who is willing to try to understand the things that you like and try to figure out the common ground of how to do that. And that's very very important, especially as you go, because your tastes change, right? But if that never changes, if that willingness to want to bond with you on that level never changes, then you're probably going to be pretty okay for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. It's the people that have sort of relationship built on superficiality or um, these common experiences that that are that are fleeting that I think 
find themselves having problems. Um, and I see that a lot also with people that get together really, really young because especially in your twenties, like you change so much, you grow so much. And if you can't find a way to grow together by way of like communicating with each other and, 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 and really, really understanding where your other person's at in his, in his or her life, then you're probably, it's going to be a lot harder to be together. I think the, the, the interesting thing too about like the music, for instance, tone deaf or three eleven is like what, what's so attractive to me with, with like Erin and three eleven, for instance, is that not that she likes or dislikes them is that like, she like gave them a chance. Like she mm-hmm. was, she cared enough about me to be like, this is important to you and let's do this and experience this together. And I did the same thing with her with Dave Matthews. Cause that's like Dave Matthews band is her favorite band. And I actually really enjoyed myself when I went, I was like, this is fucking great. Like, you exposed me to something new and I trust you and I know you enjoy this. Now we can enjoy this together and we're going to go see them you know, more this summer or whatever. And we're going to go see 311 this summer again too, because she came and she gave it a chance because she cared about me and she liked it too. So it's like, it was more like, I, you know, you don't have to listen to this, this and this. It's like you cared enough to like want to try to experience something with me that I care about. And I think that like the, a, a level of selflessness, I think, um, you know, comes forth in a, in a relationship where you really do care about someone where you're like, well, you care about this. And so I'm going to care about this too. And, and I noticed that, with her with games and stuff too, even though she's not into the, into this, into this world. And I don't want her or need her to be in this world. It's just like, it's cool that she cares enough. And I think the one thing I've learned as I've gotten older is like, uh, and, and you know, as you kind of go along is love becomes like redefined. And I, for me anyway, and, and you think, you know, like I thought I loved this girl or I thought mm-hmm. I was in love with this girl, but like, it's so funny how like it narrows and you realize like that probably was maybe love a, a definition of love at that time, but it's not your definition of love actually. Like right. it's, it's, it's yeah it's 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 like you you know it's funny how that works Mm -hmm. and how you like kind of narrow it down and realize like what it actually means and that does take time and experience i think um so yeah my type is my type is is on is undefined except for the fact that i seem to be attracted to the same kind of character traits over and over again i think it says a lot about a person frankly if they have if they care about their family like i do think that that like says something about them and like i'm attracted to that I don't get to see my family very often, but I really love them and care about them, you know? And, um, you know, so like if that's something that's portrayed and mirrored in another person, then that's going to be attractive to me too. And, and yeah, we, we, you know, she and I love music and, and reading and writing and all that kind of stuff. And that's great, but we don't have to listen to the same music or write the same right. things or read the same thing. It's just, it's just being open to those new experiences. And that's why I like, like trying to date people that are very different than me is just, um, in, in some respects is that it just, if if I dated someone that was like me, I would never leave the house. I would like be comfortable just playing a game or watching a movie or watching. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Like I want to be, I want to kind of be complimented. And I don't mean complimented C O M P L I M and, you know, complimented. Like With I have this. New, yeah, exactly. Like C O M P L E M E N T. I want to be the other complimented. So like, it's like, your beard looks good. Thank you, Greg. And I, to, to, to me, like complimenting me isn't like being me. Yeah, exactly. Complimenting me is like Filling being in something your gaps, else. Doing something else. So like, you know, it's, 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 so in my in my you know relationship now it's like well I go outside way more I walk around I experience things I go out to eat more I do and that's like okay cool like it's a little different vibe for me and I have and a dog friend I have a dog friend named Lola who's fantastic so you know and that's what I'm talking about with the redefinition of love I'm like well this is awesome this is love you know like mm-hmm. and um but again like I do think that we look at I do agree with the sense that the the superficiality and um um, kind of aesthetical obsession that society has, I think is super destructive. Um, I think that like our society is hypersexualized and oversexualized. And I think it sucks. Like I, mm-hmm. I do that cause I do think that people don't realize like that the, the, it's so fucking trite, but beauty really is inside. And it also really is in the eye of the beholder, you know? And we have these things where it's like, this woman's 
objectively beautiful and look like this is what we should strive for. And I'm like, well, like, why do we have to be obsessed with this? Like, let's be obsessed with like personal connection and all these kinds of things, too. And I just think it is a we've always wanted sex and had sex in, in society. But it is it is it is a product of the, of the post-World War Two era where like that is our fixation. And mm. it, it says a lot about us. And it's not and, and it doesn't say much good about us. I feel yeah. like it's the second someone figured out they could use sex to sell products. We were like doomed. Yeah. You know? And it's smart. It's a good way to make money. It's Put a good way. It's next to a car. It's reductive. As shit. Sell the car. It's reductive Done. as shit. Carl Jr. Yeah. Right. That's a perfect example. When they did when they started doing those. It was a kid Upton or who did those commercials? Oh, they were doing them long before then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Paris Hilton. Oh, Paris Hilton. Yeah. Well. You're just like, are you? Wow. That's that's something. It's just so reductive and shitty. But but it, it is it is what it is. It's not to say like um, there's no room for it or no place no. for sexuality. It's just to say we emphasize it too much. There's so much more on the list of importance that you have to check before you get to that or you don't that's not substantive and i guess mm-hmm. maybe it's that word substance or substantive that that is most important to me like i i want i want substance and i hope that i provide substance in return but that might be really you know that might be really uh um i might be assuming something for being presumptuous by assuming that i provide that but i hope i do and that, and that's and that's like what i look for so at the very that's, least i guess my you type. provide the uh the event horizon that good dude. oh man you can't can't escape the event horizon. You can't. And then once they once they're trapped in its massive gravity well. Yep. There's no escaping. There's not no even escaping. light can escape my dick. No, not even. Which <laughs> <laughs> is weird. It's weird that you can see it to grab a hold of it to pee. Mm-hmm. So there's no light around it. Yeah. He just he gets in there. He finds it. Yeah. He just finds it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like when you're stumbling around in the dark. I appreciate the that. The pee shoots okay. out. You know. Yeah, you've to, seen... be, to be fair, I've never not been able to find my dick. <laughs> Yeah. No matter what level of light is happening. But, That's true. But to be fair, I've never not not been able to find my dick. It's true. I've, I've been not been able to find my dick before. <laughs> this topic was brought to you by patreon.com slash kind of funny. Where? What, I'm sorry. Who, who submitted it? You remember the name? You hero Chavez? Yes. Okay. Mr. I Chavez. I'm saying that wrong, but. It supported us on patreon.com slash kind of funny to get his topic you hear on the air. My turn. Yeah. I have a bone to pick Uh-oh. with the DuPage County Animal Control. All right. In 1989, I was six years old. Probably. It was, I was Ghostbusters 2, obviously, right in there for a summer of 1989. Did I see it before? Did this event happen before or after 1989? I do not know. This, But I want you to know, this struck me today. What topic am I going to do? When I went back into the room, I pulled a piece of paper, and I started making flow charts, letting my mind wander into the distance about what I wanted to talk about. I have visual proof for Colin to say that there was a flow chart. I could have brought the flow chart in. But that is not what happened. Colin, I would like you to verify that in fact that is that is that is that is a that is a Sure, I'll send it to you. Flow chart? I did. What the fuck? (sighs) On what I wanted to talk. And I cleared my mind and began putting down the bubbles and going around, you know, your brainstorming chart, drawing things off of each other, and eventually we went down the path there. You're seeing on screen thanks to Kevin. And it was April, because that's the month, right? April led to my birthday, of course. April led to spring showers. You know, all familiar. April showers bring yeah. spring flowers, which led May to rain. Thank you. Which led to rain, 
which led to thunderstorms, which went to went to Grandma Miller and the sickly raccoon. Now this is 1989. It is a hot and sticky summer in Chicago land, as they say. I am in unincorporated Glen Ellen, which is where I was raised. What this means is fancy pants Glen Ellens downtown. They have their downtown. They have sidewalks and everything. Uh-huh. Out by us, no sidewalks. Unincorporated Glen Ellen. That's yeah. the uh, definition of the fancy. Yeah. Sidewalks. <laughs> Got it. Just so you know what's happening here. It's all going down. Yeah. <laughs> Big Jamie Kennedy, mm-hmm. Big, Big Greg Jamie. Miller, they go to work every day. They're out there doing their thing, doing whatever the hell they do at this time. Dad's still a heavy equipment operator. Mom, probably working at BFI, the garbage people. She was an administrator there. This meant that Grandma Miller picked up the slack. Grandma Miller lived down the, like, we live on the block. She's down here. You go straight. You take a right. Dead end. Take another left. There it is. Okay. You're right there. That's Got the house right falling. there. Grandma Miller's house there. Huge backyard. We'll talk about that in a second. Doesn't matter for this part of the story, though. <laughs> Staying in Grandma Miller's house every fucking day of summer. Hanging out. Sometimes we go down to Tom Glen Ellen and see these fancy people with their sidewalks. But we'd go down there and see what's up. Go to Portillo's once or twice. <laughs> God damn it. It's Saturday. What is this show? <laughs> oh, Lord. So, hanging out in this house all the time. Mm-hmm. Doing grandma and grandson stuff. Like I said, Portillo's downtown. Fancy people, whatever. But mostly it was also, you know, open the door. Go out there and play with these kids. You know, and the kids in the neighborhood. Of course, I'm, I'm like a block away. I know I know this neighborhood. I know these people. We'd run around. Most of the people in my neighborhood, total dick kids, just jerks. But I had a few friends. One time, there's another Grandma Miller story. I was I had forced to hang out. Oh God, God, you're like the John Steinbeck of fucking podcasting. <laughs> just get to the fucking point. I'm hanging out across the street with these other kids. They were douchebags, but they were twins. And they found a toad, and they hit the toad with the wiffle ball bat. And I said, I'm going home. I'm not going to be a part of this. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, um, we're hanging out, partying here on Incorporated Glen Ellen. <laughs> partying, you and your grandma. No, no, me and the kids now. Oh, we're okay, in front. We're sorry. in front of the house. Crucial to the story. <laughs> Deep ditches. <laughs> Deep ditches in unincorporated Glen Ellen. I want you to know that, all right? Because there's no sidewalks. So you got the road and then these big old ditches and, and then yards or whatever, okay. right? Sorry, Colin. Not, they weren't trenches. trenches. We weren't in trench warfare. How... This has been going on for four and a half minutes already. So, I'm out there. We're playing with these kids, man. We're just having a good time. We're on the street. You know, mm-hmm. cars come through. We, we might have been playing street hockey, but on foot, I forget. It doesn't matter what we were doing. We're out there having a good, no, good old time. No, please tell me about the street hockey. <laughs> <laughs> What's the score All of the right, game? fine. I'll, you want to jump up further ahead? You know, we moved a little bit, a block over. It's the same area or whatever. I got big into the rollerblade hockey then, man. I'll tell you what. And the, we, no, that's a different story. Uh, so we're out there. We're all playing in front of this house. That's a different story. And I'll tell you what, Tim. Yeah. I, if I'm lying, I'm dying. I look over at this deep ditch, and what do I see crawling out of it? This fucking raccoon. So when you were a kid, you saw a, raccoon, a, dead, a dying raccoon crawl out of a ditch. <laughs> Here's the topic we're going with today. And he comes out. He's walking all Just summarizing it for everyone. He's walking all drunk. Oh, I can use Portillo. Everybody imagine Portillo's a raccoon. He's coming up and he's all wobbly and he's walking over and he's falling over and he's doing and it's like I've seen to kill a mockingbird, sir. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong with this raccoon. Okay. It needs to be put down. But lo and behold, only grown up on the block, Grandma Miller. This 85, 88 year old woman. I don't know. I can't do that kind of math. But we, you know, this raccoon is slowly coming towards us and all the other children. Slowly coming <laughs> Very slowly. Was it menacing? <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's, first off, raccoons aren't supposed to be out in the daytime. 
number one tip that something's wrong. <laughs> Everybody at home, start, as a six year old, start a chart. Us. Start a chart. Raccoon in the daytime, bad news. Kevin Stumbling around drunk, double bad news. Okay. So this raccoon stumbles out. Now, is it menacing? It's menacing on this shouldn't be here. It shouldn't be walking towards us. It shouldn't look drunk. Okay. And the problem, of course, is, you know, we've all seen horror movies. It looks it looks fucked up. I mean, it looked like Mike Tyson just gave it one. You know what I mean? And now it's just like, is it going to fall over? Or what's it going to... It's just coming out of... But at any moment, you know, that motherfucker could just be like... Just right at you, you know what I mean? And there's all these kids, and so like, <laughs> like I don't know what you want, you know what I mean? So we go, we rap on the door, Graham Miller. There's a raccoon out here, man. This thing's coming down very slowly out of this ditch, coming because it's crawled into the road at this point. Wait, so you had time to go to a house very slowly get to the door? Yeah, we're right in front know. of Graham Miller's house. So why didn't you just go in? Hide from the fucking thing. Because I can't. I'm, I don't like these other kids. I'm not inviting them. All they can go to their houses. But even if we did, understand this is very much. See, I don't like this about you. This concerns me about when the zombies come. This is. Wait, you went and knocked on your grandma's door? Yeah. Instead of just walking in and telling her. <laughs> well, I mean, like she was right there. It was like get her attention. Get her attention. I don't want to. Keep in I just want to understand the relationship you have with your grandma. <laughs> keep in mind right now. Keep in mind right now. I don't want to take my eyes off this raccoon. Okay. Because either I don't want to come in at me. Most importantly, but if it's gonna attack another kid, I want to see it. You understand? So now got, it's all making sense. Okay. Okay. But we go up there. You can't hit the frogs with the wiffle bats, but the raccoon can attack your friends. Back to my point that I was making, you, you you distracted me. Back to my point with you, the problem being is the fact that this is our neighborhood. Alright? So you this motherfucker's in your turf. You don't get to walk in here and start shit and be a rabid raccoon and have okay. us, you know, we're, okay. we gotta take you, we're gonna deal with this yeah. problem. We're not, we're not the type, in unincorporated Glen Ellen, we weren't the type to run mm -hmm. from a problem, alright? Maybe your hoity-toity sidewalk people in downtown Glen Ellen would run from the walking, problem. Walking you know with what I mean? their shoes, those stupid shoes they wear. Oh my god, and their monocles and hats. Yeah, god they damn coats it. coats when the winter comes. Grant Miller's a rabid raccoon out here. She comes out, she looks at it, that doesn't look right. That raccoon shouldn't be there or whatever. So she does the normal thing. Calls DuPage County Animal Control. There's a fucked up raccoon in the neighborhood. There are children out here with their little the little buckets and little plastic shovels kids have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there are children here. Send help. <laughs> and I shit you not, Tim. If I'm lying, I'm dying. The fucking DuPage County Animal Control circa 1989 says to Grandma Miller, an 88-year-old woman, we can't come. Put a box over it. Put a box over this rabid raccoon that something is clearly... Look at this thing. Could, it's like I'm worried about it attacking the dumb kids, but attacking Grandma? Grandma can't juke. Grandma can't jive if this thing comes at her, right? Now, the problem, of course, is that I'm not the full-blown Greg Miller I am right now. I am not a man. I am a boy. I have maybe seen Ghostbusters 2 or I'm preparing to see Ghostbusters 2. I'm six years old, right? So she won't entrust me with the box. Not to mention I'm scared. I don't want the box. I don't want to. You know what I mean? You don't like, want that responsibility. No, I don't. Because that is, you know, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to put the box in and go, Gah, and the raccoon's going to go, ah. Right? right. You know what I mean? I can't deal with that kind of pressure. I'm just a dumb little like, kid. Not to mention the fact that a box probably couldn't contain a raccoon if the raccoon wanted to get out of the box. Well, again, this one looks sickly. Right. It looked like something was wrong. You know, but, you we're just, but, but, but our, our preconceived notion of it is that it might be coin cornered have that last gusto of energy yep. that might go right into your face right I don't think you know what I mean it stumbled into town here for the showdown right it is continuing to advance right down 
Main Street. River Valley okay. Road, maybe? That's not right. River Valley Road sounds with great. With a day drunk raccoon now. She's <laughs> coming straight from brunch. <laughs> Went a little too hard with the mimosas. It's amazing. <laughs> so it's out there. And Grandma Miller, of course, Grandma Miller, a seasoned lady, not young. From the Depression. An old era. lady. She's an old lady. She's seasoned, though. She's seen some shit. She was a principal at a school. She knows about fuck ups and what they're going to do when they get into the neighborhood. You know what I mean? So she gets a box. She gets a broom. And she goes out there. And Tim, if I'm lying, I'm dying. <laughs> say that again. I'm losing my mind. I've never heard you say that in my life. <laughs> she walks up, walks up, drops the box on the raccoon, gets a rock. What's <laughs> <laughs> that the box? Smart. That's smart. <laughs> no need for the broom raccoon contained. <laughs> About four hours later, two Four hours later, DuPage County Animal Control shows up, and they fucking—I don't even know—they scoop it up. But then, you know, the the problems. My problem is, why couldn't they have come quicker? (laughs) This seemed like something where we needed an adult quicker. Then poor Grandma Miller with a broom and a box. She handled the shit. It could have gone wrong. Rock ready. (laughs) Well, no, it wasn't. I think the box down, and then the box shimmies a bit. And then she's like, oh, walks over the ditch and gets a rock. Deep ditches, remember. Got it. Yeah. She didn't have like a rock in her back pocket Holy or anything. Holy shit. Grandma Miller, I don't think she, she was, you know. So what Grandma is the Miller topic? weighed like 98 pounds. <laughs> I think it's just the story. Is it just the story? <laughs> I, I didn't realize that we were allowed to just tell stories. <laughs> no, you can do whatever you want. Oh. Now, let me tell you about the backyard of Grandma Miller. I said that was a story from uh-huh, their time. Uh-huh. That time is now. <laughs> this was a big backyard. Now, what I'd love to know, Tim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What I'd love to know, Tim, yeah. how big is this backyard? I'm re- assuming, you know, we're talking an unincorporated Glen Allen, so... What I want to know is, because for me, as a kid, huge. Because mm. it backed right up to the power lines, you know what I mean? Like, it just backed... So you grew up under power lines. <laughs> I, I, hung out by, I hung out by some power lines a lot, yeah. But it just backed up to, the, like, the wooded area, you know what I mean? Okay. And I remember it, we, it, was, it was a riding lawnmower when you wanted to mow back there. This is also something I didn't think about until I started thinking about the raccoon story today. And we'll need to talk to Big Greg Miller, my dad. Okay. I remember there being Graham Miller's house in the front, and then a smaller house in the back. And I remember at some point they knocked that down, but the foundation was still there. But I vaguely remember this other house. If Graham Miller or anybody who knows is watching, I'd like to know the story of that other house, because I don't know anything about it. But it seemed huge. Huge. Okay. It just went on forever and yeah. ever and ever and ever. But the problem, Tim... Is that if you know out there well, where my Superman stuff is, uh-huh. my games around that bookcase? I remember being a kid, and that was at Grandma Miller's bookcase, right? And I remember loving that bookcase. And that bookcase was something special, I could tell. You know what I mean? I think Grandma Miller talked about it every so often as well. That, you know, this was like made by some prison inmates. <laughs> there was some story behind it of these, like, it was maybe it was Dutch people, maybe it was prison One inmates. One or the other, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Are you out of breath? Are you out of breath right now? Oh my god, I can't breathe. Yeah. But I remember this lovely wooden bookcase out there. You know, yeah. fine cherry wood, I'll say. I don't know. Oak, maybe. Who the hell cares? But I remember when Grandma Miller passed away. That dad said, Is there anything you want? The same Grandma Miller that you thought might be watching a second ago? <laughs> no, I know she's dead. I said, Anybody with Grandma Miller information. It's like Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> if anybody knows. Robert Stack. <laughs> rolling over in his grave. <laughs> also dead. Yeah, if you have information dead. about the house that used to be in Mildred Miller's backyard, <laughs> please leave a comment below. <laughs> Mildred Miller. Yeah. That's such a grandma name. Put a pin in that one as well, please. Do this. Put it up. 
Thank you. You hold on to that pin for a second. B- beautiful bookcase. Mm-hmm. Dutch craftsmanship or prison craftsmanship. Somebody mm-hmm. who made things with their hands. You know what I'm saying? Loved it. Grandmother <laughs> dies. <laughs> Dad says, what do you want? I said, I don't want the bookcase. You know what I mean? And I'll never forget when he gave it to me. I, you know, I was, I was you know, down in Columbia or whatever. Gives it to me. And literally, you've seen it. You can just pick it up like this. Yeah. And I remember this bookcase going on for miles. I remember playing, you know, the army men and stuff, uh, Lincoln Longs, because, you know, Grandma, she had a bunch of toys at the house that just sucked. That, like, like I don't know. Toys. I, exactly. All this old shit that, I don't like know, maybe it was Uncle Jerome's, maybe, it was like, yeah, maybe it was whatever. Wooden block. Exactly. Have fun with this Die cast metal. Remember going on forever and ever and, and ever. And as it turned out, Grandma Miller lived in an apartment complex. <laughs> exactly. If the, if the bookcase <laughs> the studio was apartment. so small, Tim, how big could the backyard have been? Small. I remember my grandmother's yard being huge growing up. Yeah. And and having all sorts of weird uh, plants and trees, like a pomegranate plant, yep. you know? Yep. yep. Or a, uh, I think she had a fig tree, and I was grapefruit. like, this is weird. Tree. Yeah. They always had grapefruit trees, and they were always offering you grapefruits. And when really? you're a kid, if there's one thing you know for sure that you don't like, it is the grapefruit. When you're an adult. Because you getting grapefruited. You see it. And you're like, that's a giant orange. It's the thing I like, but it's bigger. And then you taste it, and it tastes like rancid shit. Very sour, rancid shit. Yeah, grapefruit sucks. But then I went back For to real. my grandmother's a house. Not like you know, I, There was a gap when I moved kind of away, went to college. Didn't really visit that much. And my grandmother passed away, and then my aunt moved into her house. I didn't really have an occasion to go there anymore. Mm-hmm. They had always come to my parents' house for... And I remember there was like a five or six year gap that went by and I finally went back and I'm like, this place got smaller. It shrank. Right, right. It's tiny. Like there was a basketball hoop that I remember playing at and I walked over to it and it was like, it used to be 20 feet in the fucking yep. air. I swear to God. And now it's like eye level. And it was not, to me, it was one of those gigantic, like real size basketball hoops with like the real backboard. And then in reality, it was like a Nerf <laughs> one that you put above the door. And I'm like, how much more massive could I possibly have gotten? Massive. Yeah, you um, got real massive. That was the same with my grandma Ronali's house, my mom's mom. Um, what was her name? Her name was Adina. What was your other grandma's name? I had three grandmothers, actually, because okay. my mother was adopted. Um, she was adopted and brought over. So my grandmother in Italy is Paola. Um, she was adopted. My mother was actually adopted by her aunt. So uh, my grandmother that I always grew up with was actually my great aunt, um, and her name was Adina Ronali. And then... Um, uh, then is Mary. Mary uh, Scarpino was my oh, dad's mom. Okay, and Mary Scarpino was, she was no joke. What grandma names? Mary Ann. Mary Ann. 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 Mary, Mary Ann. Ann. And then there was another Mary. Okay. Yeah. Betty. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, my dad. I never met my dad's mom. I think her name. She, she died when he was young. Yeah. I think her name was like Elizabeth or something. Like yeah. That. See, Mildred and Mildred. On my side. Both different people, <laughs> but I mean, like that is a grandma name. That is such a grandma. I name. would love to talk to people stupid enough to have kids, just about like when they all came to the conclusion. They had like a meeting of like prospective parents. They're like, "What names are we putting in the rafters?" See, and they're like, like Mildred, <laughs> Esther. Put this shit. The name of the- somebody's like Helen and got halfway up. They're like, no, no, we can some- we can get something out of hell. We bring Helen back down. I feel like it's the same as how it always is, right? Like, who was I talking to lately about about names? For I think uh, it was probably on this show. No, it was. Eric, because he would not tell me the name of his, who he's going to marry, his, excuse mm. me, what he's going to name his kid, because they're not sharing it yet. And we were talking about names, and he was like, no, the reason why these names go in these big cycles is because some something, some event made that name popular at the time. Like Khaleesi. Yes. So what the fuck made Mildred popular back in like 1905? I'm sure it was like whatever bullshit. Was Millard Fillmore. Like Mary Tyler Moore. And they tried to f- Mary Tyler Moore, Moore not even remotely. That no, was 1970. I was setting Nick up for that. Okay, okay sorry, sorry. Fine. But that's that's my question. Is like, 
how, how do people get to these names? I hear you. Like, there's all sorts of crazy names out there. I don't want to name them because I don't want to insult people. Sure. Insult people. Yeah. I always feel yeah. bad because I'm like, oh, there's always my in my in the back of my brain. There's always a name that I, that I that's synonymous with douchebag. <laughs> yeah. So I'll say that name, and one person in the comments is like, "Fuck you, Scarpino." Hey, it's me, Freaking, Chad. I've been uh, Gio, Gio was talking to me like, at some point. She's Gio. always talking about kids and shit. She was just like, um, "If like we're not naming our kid after any video game bullshit. Like that's her." stance on Mario. Like, all right whatever and then she was like randomly she's like what about the name dixie i'm like first off fuck you <laughs> second off that's some video game bullshit i am not naming my kid after dixie Kong. name your kid right you i will give you yeah, this name and you can use it go for it nick crash oh oh crash candy's crash is kind name. of a cool name crash crash kind of dope. ask her what the patreon goal has to be to, um, to get your to name, name our kid to name the first child of- yeah Tim and G. I, I, have, I have a couple names picked out, but I'm not going to share them. Not going to share? Them? No. Bubble they're good. Man. They're good ones. Bubble Man. Magnet Man. <laughs> not Magnet Man. <laughs> Maggie. Wiley. Wiley. No. No. Wiley's cool. Wiley Moriarty's badass name. Wiley's like either a guy that was a professional um, like kite surfer, or just someone who played a lot of ultimate frisbee in college. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Like wore headbands and was like, I'm going to smoke. <laughs> everything on this table right now and play some fucking ultimate frisbee and it's so raccoons amazing. are weird as fuck yeah that's he, for sure did they kill the raccoon i showed you that bald I raccoon assume, what do you think they did to the raccoon nurse back it. to health no nobody does that to fucking rape rabid did they just raccoons. take the rock like you're on the other side of the box they take the rock off and they, they open the box and they just start fucking smashing its head in <laughs> and you're like oh. the kids come by with the wolf bats and, and start like, they pick it up kids. and there's a giant hole where the raccoon dug through the road oh, and it's gone and it's like they follow the hole and they start whispering into it and in the middle of grandma miller's house it just starts like <laughs> the fucking thing found its way back to the woman that tried to my kill god. it my god that's oh, the great, we've talked about this on the show way too many times, so I'm not getting into it, but the amount of hours and on different days that I've went to Kevin's house and we've watched just videos of raccoons, it's upsetting, man. Those motherfuckers. They're cool. And it's like, I, we convinced Kevin's Dangerous. girlfriend Paula to watch because she, that does not sound like something up her alley, yeah. but then she'll sit there and she's like, we'll stop. And she's like, no, I want more. Raccoon, raccoons are the fucking best, man. Except for your they're raccoon friend, but they're crazy. Mm. Yeah, they are. I once saw a raccoon. <laughs> trying to kill a squirrel, a bunch of baby squirrels. Oh, yeah, but we saved one of them. Mom did. I didn't have much to do with it. You know how your parents so your are. Your family only... has like a long. You're interfering term. with nature. Oh, well, yeah, so a long, a long time. No, we're just animal people. Unincorporated Glen Ellen is like the wilds <laughs> of like. You know, I'm not kidding. Like we lived on like an acre. There was a lot of land, a lot of things out there. My favorite story of unincorporated Glen Ellen and animals that I just thought of. Well, actually, oh, I thought of an even better one. I got so many good animals in unincorporated Glen Ellen story. Let's first off talk about baby skunks and uh, my next door neighbor, Johnny. And I don't mean young Johnny who Colin, is in high what's school. your topic? <laughs> we went, we went, we went. We went. <laughs> if I'm lying, I'm dying. <laughs> is that something your dad says? Because yeah. I feel like it's something your dad is, definitely is. says. Why is telling old unincorporated Glen Ellen story? <laughs> I'm a dumb kid. Yeah, we go to some fucking flea market, the sandwich fair. I don't know, whatever the hell it is, sandwich Illinois, not like a fair what based on sandwich. No, that's the steam show. Does everyone know the steam show? <laughs> My parents took me so many dumb events, but wherever we are, we're at one of these things. <laughs> Once at the steam show, Colin, I ate too much damn pie and I threw up. <laughs> Now Nick just on his phone. Now I'm, I'm writing all this down. I want, I want the sandwich fair to be a thing in the anime show. One of these stupid fairs with a dumb flea market or whatever. We went there and we bought we bought one of those claws. You know what I mean? It's about yay long black stick. Handle oh, you pull oh, the other yeah. side. Thing goes like this. Yeah. Johnny comes over from next door. Mm-hmm. Raps on the door. And again, 
not young Johnny, old Johnny, who owns the house. And he's like, I, um, he, he's, he's an older man too. Not as old as Grandma Miller, but older. And he's like, I'm out of ideas. If you guys can help me, that'd be great. And my dad is like, what's up? And he's like, there's a baby skunk in the window well over here. And he, you know, the basement sunken wi- windows and then the window well, you know, that it's like then ground level. This makes, does it make sense to you? You're I'm, a city boy. I don't no, know. It makes no sense, but I can visualize. All right. There's a whole, the ground runs up to the house. I, okay, I, I get it. Then I understand that I don't window. understand, but it's okay, Greg. You walk over there, you look in, little baby skunk down there. Mm-hmm. And we can't figure out how to get out this little baby skunk. And then I remember the stupid flea market thing. And we went and got it. Mom reached down there with the thing, put him on the ground. Really? Little baby skunk ran away. Happy. Oh, my God. Probably That's... got killed. Because, I mean, I don't know what a baby skunk's going to do. Where is he going to run? Where is he going to run? If he knows his way home. If I'm not mistaken, the baby skunks have the most potent venom. <laughs> now, you want another? Here's this a final one. We no don't. One out, we'll keep get saying you want another one. <laughs> and no one out there alive wants another one. <laughs> It's a short one. It's a short one. I mean, that was a terrible story. That's not even a story. You just told a story about your mom used a claw you got at the flea market to save a baby skunk from a fucking window well. Skunk? A skunk. I'm sorry. A baby skunk. You're confusing when the raccoon was eating all the baby squirrels. That's another great story. Another mom interfering with nature. (laughs) (laughs) This one's even better because I'm a direct participant. We'll end on this one, all right? Okay. We're out there. I don't know what the fuck parents are doing. Putting stuff in the garden. Dad's mowing the lawn. It don't matter. We're all chilling out. And I notice a little chipmunk. <laughs> I hate big Tim. If I'm lying, I'm dying. This motherfucker's running around out there. And he runs into a gutter. And we have like long gutters, right? Like, or like, well, what would you call it? So your gutters are up here. And then you have the part that comes down. And then the other it's part of the rain gutter. Yeah. Okay. So we yeah. have the part of the rain gutter that instead of letting the water just sit there and shit all over the water, it's you know, leading it out to somewhere. I don't know. Part of that. Sure. It's a giant irrigation plant. The sidewalk ditches. Exactly. Yeah. Let me tell you a future story about when I had a, a Batman Returns <laughs> boat. <laughs> and I was out there playing in the ditch during the rain. <laughs> I guess that's the story. Story's getting worse. <laughs> getting worse. This chipmunk runs into the fucking thing, right? And I'm like, I'm gonna catch a goddamn chipmunk today. What am I gonna do with it? Who knows? Don't matter. I'm gonna turn kid. it into a top forty. So I grabbed gar- garden gloves, put them on, and I ran over there. And then I turned the gutter up real quick, right? So his entry point was now shoved into the ground. <laughs> and I have the other part of the gutter up here, and I'm holding it. The holes up here, and I'm like, Mom and Dad, I yell, Mom and Dad, and like, What's up, bugs? And I'm like. I got a chipmunk trapped in here. And like, what are you going to do with it? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm thinking, I look over and the chipmunk has come out the top and is literally just looking at me like this. <laughs> and I go, Wah! throw the gutter, run away. That's the end of the story. <laughs> he didn't like, me. Why did you rip this gutter off? When you see a chance to tra- tra- trap a chipmunk, what do you do? You do it. You ever seen Chip and Dale? Yeah, don't tell me you don't want one of those. I did want one of those. Yeah. It's true. You're right. I stand corrected. Colin, what's your topic? Unfortunately for you, my topic is about wildlife on Long Island and my, <laughs> and my various inane stories with them. <laughs> with the deer and the geese. Um, Holy shit. My topic is, uh, I was thinking about earlier today, I was walking to the supermarket before we did Colin and Greg Live and I was thinking about the story that we did on Colin and Greg Live about uh, how the rich philanthropists and prolific scientists are getting together to try to figure out how they can get to the nearest star system, Alpha Centauri, and uh, how they want to do that in 20 years um, using like little iPhone-like devices and nanomachines and stuff, and it's really exciting. Uh, and then I was thinking about just kind of the cosmic questions and things that you know that we don't have answers to, and I was wondering, it, it could be a serious, I, I doubt it will be serious for some of you guys, but is there a question before you die that you want answered. And I'm not saying like some, like, like, so my question is like, are we alone? 
Mm-hmm. It's like the question. Yeah, don't, I w- don't rattle off the options. No, no. So my mine is like I don't think we're alone. I know we're not alone. But will we get proof that we are not alone before I die? Like that's the uh, that's what I, I want. That more than anything, I want yeah. definitive proof that we are not alone. Um, and I was wondering if you guys had anything like that, like where this thing of of some sort of cosmic importance, and it's not literally cosmic importance because it doesn't have to do with the universe necessarily, but like something you don't know that you'd like the answer oh. to, or something that you that you want to. <clears throat> Just know before you die. That's you know, that's of the utmost importance. Uh, I think it'd be cool if they. I mean, there's lots of questions I have, but I, I think it'd be cool if they figured out how to like manipulate. I want. I want to know if we'll ever in my lifetime be able to like manipulate gravity and and have planes that fly, anti gravity planes, things like that. I just think that science is cool. We don't really know too much about it, right? No. Yeah. Anti gravity. Gravity. Just gravity in general. Figuring out what the fuck that Isaac is, Newton. and then figuring out how to master gravity well we know what gravity is we know well we know what the force is but we don't know what really causes it do we mass but we don't know why no do we know do we know the, the why kevin you would you yeah i mean like but i mean that's a theory right so yeah i yeah so like the what actually causes the force and the mass to make you yeah. know like okay that that does it for me because I, I think well lawbreakers the upcoming cliffy b game yes, deals exactly, with that exactly mm. i think the other, the only other thing i want I'm not really curious about one specific question, but the thought has been rattling off just because I think a lot of our talks have centered around this. But like, where will we be 100 years from now? What Mm. will our relationship with machines be 100 years from now? Are we (laughs) are we one and the same? Are we slaves to them? Are we have they taken us over like Skynet and now we're fighting in little like tunnel warfare trying to fight these giant Austrian Robots that for no fucking reason have Austrian accents, even though it's like, dude, that guy. So they blend in. We're in LA and the guy's got an Austrian accent. Mm. It's a fucking Terminator. Clearly. Skynet. Yeah. Like he's a good kid in the accent. Don't have a a guess, team. He's only 18 feet tall. Um, No, but I mean, that's that's something that's been, I think, a pretty hot topic lately in like science fiction, just science science, general. It's just what what is our relationship to machines going to look like in the future? And because if you look at it now, I mean, a lot of people jokingly talk about how we are slaves to machines, things like the Internet, things like our phones, things like computers anyway. So is that relationship going to continue? And what what are we going to be like once? Because pretty much at once this machines point, understand that we need them. Right. And mm-hmm. and, and when, what's that relationship going to look like? I don't know. I just I just find that whole thing fascinating because I had this thought the other day as I was. Uh, I can't remember where I was trying to get to um, here probably or home. No, I know how to get those inherently. I think I don't need the the I don't need MapQuest anymore for that. Um, God damn it, Nick! <laughs> but I had a thought like I can't really do anything. I can't really function anymore without computers or sure. or, or or a phone or the internet. Like the, the 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 free flow of information has changed the game so holistically that I, as a human being right now, if you said you can't have the internet, you can't have your phone, and you still have to function and and work, I you couldn't do it. Rooster Teeth just made the documentary about this. Did they? It's called Connected. Oh, that's coming cool. out next week. There's a trailer out for it now where it's Barbara, Ashley, and Blaine. They took away their their phones and like all that stuff, internet access for like a week, and they gave them a bunch of tasks. Like they had to travel from like this location to this location, but they had to actually use maps. And um, the phones like they couldn't use cell phones and stuff. They had to use pay phones, like, pay phones and mm-hmm. that type of shit. And like there, there's a whole bunch of weird. It's not out yet, so I haven't seen it. But based on the trailer, I'm like, fuck, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Sounds like just what you're talking about. But see, even that point, like, well, how would you use? There's no pay phones left, right? No one yeah, has a landline anymore. You take away someone's cell, smartphone, you have zero means of communicating with anyone in the world aside from going to their house and knocking on their door. And that's crazy to think. So what the fuck is that going to look like 50 years from now? And we'll all see it. 
except maybe me. But you guys will all see it, <laughs> most likely, because you guys live pretty healthily. Man, me and Kevin aren't going to see it. Um, aren't you the most healthy among us? I'm older, though. I'm an old guy. I'm just the cook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin, you come just on. took down four come chalupas on, before come this on, started, Kevin. Kevin. Come You're you sick every down, other week as well. I asked you for a bite of your chalupa, and you defended it like a fucking mama bear <laughs> defending her newly born cubs. You were like, no. He literally held me here with one hand, and I have bruises, <laughs> and I'm calling... Please. Call HR. Oh my God. I'm calling Mildred Miller to come put a box on him. Rest in peace. And a rock. The thing that I've thought about my entire life is what's the point of life? And I've talked to many people about this and I never really get anywhere. This is the point. There is no living but, right but now. That's, that's the thing is it's just like, all right, so the point of life is to create more life. What's the point of their life to create more life? But why? Oh, I see what you're saying. You know? And it's just kind of, it's weird where it's like, all right, so what is the goal? So it's like you make money to make yourself happy mm. you know what i mean you're like you you need to get a job you need to go to school you need to get a job you need to find a relationship you need to you know create kids and go from there right and there's all these like little wins along the way like promotions whether that's you know in a in a job or like just you know little moments of happiness like you have sex with somebody that's a little something right you you get get a promotion that's a little something you have your kid that's a little something all these moments that are like they make you feel feel good whatever that means and then it's like you just keep doing it. So I feel like the goal is just continuously making yourself feel good. Sure. Until it becomes about trying to make a little dude feel good, you mm-hmm. know. And then 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 but why? Like then he leaves the house and what makes is you this, feel bad. This hamster wheel going. Yeah. It's, you know, it's because it's because I mean I think it's simpler than you think. It's the sense that biologically we're not supposed to be self aware. I don't think I don't think evolution's end goal was to make a species that knew what was going on. So. We had this biological imperative to procreate because that's all we knew. And so it's like natural like, selection. Are we like the computer to... Yeah. Some would argue that. There's a, I, I don't know whose theory came up with that. I'm definitely... It's not we're the first... I mean, we're, we're the only species that can literally des- no, destroy and know we're destroying everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and... You're the one who... You always say, right, that we're the first species to outsmart evolution, right? Yeah, that we know of. I mean, that, and that's why I'm so interested to know if we're alone because evolution has got to be universal. And so... Um, there are certainly other species out there that are the same. Like eventually you eventually you climb to the apex of the of the ladder where you're like, well, I am aware. Like once you become self-aware, it's a huge step in evolution that's not been reached by pretty much anything. Yep. Some, they, they did just find those cave paintings of uh, T-Rexes with Uzis. No. <laughs> <laughs> Could some other species evolve further than it is now? I mean, I feel like that's yeah. already happening, right? With like certain... Bugs and shit. You mean like can apes evolve into us eventually? Yeah, I mean, but what if what if something like what if some animal that exists now ends up beating us? It took them longer to get there, but they did. Mm. Is that, I don't know is that. that is, I don't possible? know that's possible now. But how come? Because we I don't know we we, we would let that happen. Mm. Yeah, like we we have a dynamic effect on the Earth where like even anything in a I think in a microevolutionary kind of way, and Kevin can kind of educate me more on this is like I don't think anything's happening the way it's supposed to happen anymore because of our effect on the environment and I'm not saying that in a good or bad way I'm just saying like we are everywhere we've we've populated the entire planet there's there's you know humanity like homo sapien is everywhere it's not like there's a kind of human here and a kind of human there it's like we are everywhere yeah. and there's no other species that's like that so we've we've totally dominated and that's kind of why I want to know if we're alone or I, I know we're not alone I want to I want proof that we're not alone because I want to see what happens that's like I have a very morbid fascination with what happens when we figure that out. It's going to be a fucking reckoning for this race, you know, and for this planet when we realize that we are a dick, you know, like we are like when when we fi- find a radio signal or find a Dyson sphere, right? Or, especially if we find a Dyson sphere, we find a or Dyson figure sphere, out, it's game over. That, that if, I mean, that basically 
that is so revolutionary in what in what it stands for and what it means that we would just be I don't know it would be fucking chaos for a while yeah I mean if we would be chaos it, in a good way that would be a great way not necessarily be, be a cleansing chaos potentially but it would be I mean you're talking about actually I don't know because like the, my first instinct my first thing that I kind of think of is like if aliens came to visit then would it it would put sort of a final pin in the idea of of God right and what and what that meant for us as far as organized religion I was agree. concerned right yeah. and so like if but then they can always just explain it away. That's the beauty of like, no, they can't. The religion. It's like, oh, God made them too. And here's a new book that we just found. Oh, so yada, 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 they're you know? not going like, to find a new book. It's a new book, it's it's a new book in like the 40s. <laughs> yeah, he was brought a Mormonism. new book. When, when did Mormonism come? It was in the that's 19th century. And that's a whole different religion. But that was what I'm saying. That was the, there's, a, there's, there's, a, there's a possibility that someone's like, oh, that was a gospel. They found it in Missouri. Um, of course they did. But M-I-Z. Z-O-U. K-E-Y. M-O-U-S-E. Real clever. But to me, it's it's just a matter of like I'm. I, it's not only because I know we're not alone. It's just not possible. So what I what I want is to just see what happens here when we find out. I don't care. Like we're gonna find in our lifetime, we are absolutely gonna find microbes or something that prove that life exists somewhere sure. else. That's not what I'm curious about. It's obvious that life exists somewhere else. That's not what we're the, talking about here. Yeah, what I'm when talking you about say is life exists somewhere else, and someone's like, "Well, it's, it's possibly fucking yeah, it's probably a, a Mars organism. and a Titan and I, I want to talk to it. it. I want it to give us new technology to make popsicles. And then what do you want to do faster? Nick? But if we find how quickly do you want to fuck it? I want, well, I mean, it depends on how, like, what the curves, what if it's my type or not. Yeah, okay. So if it's motivated, driven. What do you talk to it for hours? Yeah. What it will look like, it, first of all, if a species can contact us and come here, then we are in big trouble. Like, and, and whether or not they're, they're violent or not sure. is, is another story entirely. We will live under their yoke forever because they came here. Yeah. Like, we have they're no so idea how that's even advanced. fucking possible. Here, yeah. And so if that happens, if that's the way we're contacted, it's fucking over. Unless, like, the for, Vulcans, for, man. For us. And I'm, not, and I'm not saying about, you know, I'm not saying that they're necessarily going to be violent or whatever. There's all these shows that explore, like, you know, kind of benevolent but super kind of sadistic alien kind of shit going on where they're like, yeah, like, they come and, but, Assimilate. you know. Um, it would only be but not only that, but they come and they're just like, we're just here. And we're like, great, you came in massive starships from another system. We have no idea how you did that. But yeah, let's live in peace. Like maybe they don't have something we have, like Slurpees. They might not have Slurpees. So what do you mean it's fucking over? For we are gonna we are we will humanity will erupt in complete fear and chaos if we are contacted the way it happens in Independence Day or something like that, it'll be over. Well, Independence Day isn't a is a friendly conflict. Say hello. They're there to It is a hello at first. Uh, just like Alf. Literally, they blow up that thing in first two seconds. They roll in, and we're like, "Oh, hey!" And they no, shoot the helicopter. It, 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 take, it, it takes longer than two seconds. But uh, no, and so I think that I think the way we will find it, though, and it's going to be in a more cryptic and then more, in an even more scary way, in a way, is that we're going to hear a radio signal, or we're going to see some sort of visual evidence because our telescopes are getting more powerful. We're seeing exoplanets all over the place that we hadn't even seen ten years ago. So. And now there's evidence of a Dyson sphere somewhere and all this kind of stuff. And supposedly, yeah, supposedly. Yeah. And so it's like when we find when someone comes out and says, like, we've been working on this for a while and look like what we found or look what we can hear or, you know, some sort of uh, not to make it about video games, because it shouldn't be about like with Mass Effect with the the protein ruins and stuff on Mars Mm -hmm. when they were like, holy shit, like we we found something that's like total proof would be a trip. And and uh that I think is even scarier because then just being directly contacted because then it's like, what do we do? Do they know we're here? Do we try to contact them? If we do, we let them know we're here. Like, do they already know? Are they already here somewhere? So I don't know. I want to just see what happens like that. That to me, like we're not too far away from it. I I think that it's got to happen within the next hundred years. 
Like that will. You think so? If life is but as I mean, prevalent as, the, as as Sagan and others think it is, because the universe is so vast, and there's life within a hundred light years of us, and I, right. I don't think, and I, I'm sure there but is, I mean, then I don't if, think that that that's that far fetched. Even them. if an even if a group like a civilization evolved to the point where they can make a Dyson sphere, it doesn't necessarily mean they have mastered like interstellar, interstellar travel. travel no. Right. So it's it just means that, that it's many hundreds of times more sophisticated than us. Though. Yes. They need to make like a space bridge. And you have to remember that for them to build that Dyson sphere, they need to figure out how to get close to the star without, like, there's a bunch of technology. They know how to travel at that point. You would have to assume. That's true. That's true. Or they live exorbitantly long lifespans, which would be insane. There's all all sorts of things they could do, but it doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, my my thing is they always say if if they come here, we'd be fine unless we had a resource they needed, in which case they would just obliterate us. But science is all about until they, well, no, science, they didn't realize that they had the thing that they didn't want. Independence Day was about the resources. Science was, science Science was like, oh, this planet looks cool. I hope it isn't made up of like the majority of the planet is something that'll kill us. Land. Like, cool. That that seems, that seems solid. Oh God, it's water. Ah! Um, Did you guys ever see either of the, um, the day the earth stood still films, the classic black and white film or the not so classic Keanu Reeves version. I didn't see. The, I saw the black and white one back in the day. It's a cool concept for it. Yeah. The, the idea is that they come to figure out if the human race is destroying the planet because Earth is a special, like is a, is has life, and all to them all life is equal. And if the human beings are destroying it, then they need to take, they just need to take us out of the equation. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's super interesting. I don't know. I'm I'm super hung up on that. Like the, I just like we're so worried about small things and small problems. Like I wish as a people we were sophisticated enough and, and had enough drive to be like we're going to start sending out generation ships now we're going to start like sending out thousands of probes and like figuring let's figure this out you well, know see, like, that's the whole thing about what i'm saying to it do it for be. our children 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 it takes so long i'm yeah. with you and that's what you know it's exciting about today in that news story but the thing about it is i think i mean and maybe it's just the normal light versus dark of you and me i think is that if we saw and we were like that's a dyson sphere there's alien life out there i don't think it would be as much pandemonium on here as actually be a unification in the way of like the way America came together after 9-11, the way, you know what I mean? Like when something globally bad happens and we're able to put our stupid shit aside for a second and focus, you know what I mean? When it suddenly does become not us versus them, but we are us and that's something else. Like we need to have these conversations finally where it matters and do these things where, yeah, we yep. do need to think about future. We do have to, we, but it's, but I'm interested to see what humanity, I think it was Sagan that talked about the us contacting an alien, a sophisticated alien race is like when uh, Columbus ran into the Arawak Indians. Yeah. It's like no chance. Yeah. You know, for yeah. you, we have such a, so you better like, so you better hope that like your, but these people are benevolent or these aliens or these creatures are benevolent because they can just fucking crush you. Yeah. And it would actually be even more extreme than that. It would be like, Oh sure. Us now running into the Arawak Indians. You know? Yeah. Now we're the Indians and they're, they have things we don't even, you know, because to be able to travel across space like that, if assuming they would come here, you'd have to be able to manipulate space time or go at the speed of light, which is we don't even know how that's possible. Right. So like we don't like so our physics, like physics, drive. the physics as we understand doesn't even allow faster than light travel. Right. That's why we have to figure out clever ways to manipulate time. That's like why the time travel, we don't time travel. We go really fast and then come back and then time has moved faster. You know, so right. like I don't know. So, but, for, so for a species, that's like we just know how to do this. It's like but see, I think it's fascinating because now that we now that we've developed all this te- like technology, we don't. Like the idea of us exploring the universe is becoming less and less probable for me as as a hu- as humans actually going out into interstellar travel. Because why would we? Why not just put machines out there like we've done on Mars? Why not put it? Well, that's what Mars they're going. That's what they propose. But that's that. what I'm saying is like I don't know if we'll ever know. Like, will human beings ever reach the uh, like another like uh, another solar system? Will we ever do that? Or 
Well, by the time we get to the place where we can we can actually have you know a connection with something out there, like where we start, they I think they like they drop like you know they want to drop like computers on different planets, right, and have like relay points and all this stuff. Will we even be human so much anymore in this current form by the time that happens? Like the, two, the, three, four hundred, five hundred years from now, what mm. the hell is the human race even going to do? I'll we'll be dead. Maybe, maybe, and it's just machines. Like it's crazy to think. Yeah, it's 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 a little Battlestar Galactic ish. In that sense, well, but it's thought, all, but it's all, but also to me, it's that's the other scary part of the, the other side of the coin, which is the scary part of it, which is like a real practical part, which is that we might never be able to really do it. Like we can definitely go to other systems. Like I, sure. I have no, pro, I have no question that if we gave it enough time, like twenty twenty five, we were willing to send ships that would take entire lifetimes to get to places we can do it with the technology we have now. We can absolutely do it. That's why I want them to start sending out generation ships that where like the generation that, ship. You mean like there's families living on board? And yeah, like the people that like left are the grandparents of people that land on the like the planet, right? Like, they don't even live to see the entire voyage. Like, it takes a level of selflessness to do it. But we can get to Alpha Centauri in probably 30, 40, 50 years with using, like, some of this technology they're talking about in ships or whatever. It's just a matter of, like, what's scary and sad is that if, if the if the civilization's a thousand light years away and we know they're there and, and the communication at the speed of light takes a thousand years, like, it's so helpless. It's like, what we, like, it, that sucks. Like, they're there. We know they're there, you know? Right. And, like, we can't. And maybe they feel the same way about us. Like we we know they're there. We can't. They might actually not even know we're there because we've not even been transmitting anything for long enough for them to even see it. That's how fucking vast space is. You know, if, right. if you're more than 80 light years away from Earth and you're trying to read radio signals, you're not even going to read our radio signals yet. That That's that's the, the crazy and sad part of it is like maybe we'll just never have a solution and we'll just know they're there. That's like the almost helpless, like fucking twilight zone-esque kind of rod sterling shit where it's like there they are but you assume though if you can master fast and light travel though the communication comes with that right yeah but even in like even in grounded science fiction like it's all manipulating like we're like in mass effect it's about making things reducing things to zero mass so that they can travel faster than light and using relays to bounce things around stuff like that because they're just mass can't travel that fast right you know so because as mass get travels faster it gets it gets heavier right i think so and then yeah. I, I think it yeah i think like it's just physically not possible for mass to travel at, at the speed of a photon because photon is doesn't have a mass right so it's, crazy I don't know, it's interesting it's in, so i want anyway i want that's the question i want is like not even all of this existential shit it's just like i just want definitive proof of a intelligent race that's not here and i do think that it will be the beginning i of the think, end of I, think I, I mean i think if, if they haven't already right i mean like the idea of like it's, it really is when you talk about how technology with telescopes has gotten has gotten in, like exponentially better over the over the years. Pointing at someone, how how long is it going to take for someone to point something into a sector of space we haven't seen before and be like, "That's metal. That's not, or that's or you know that's that's not a planetoid or a meteorite. That's a ship of some sort or something that's been put out into space and it's not one of ours. It's going to happen." I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, that's the other interesting thing is like, has anyone figured it out? And they just don't. There's like the government's like, there's no reason for us to say anything. Like, because the mass panic, we yeah. don't know what this even is, but we know it's not ours, and we know it's I intelligent, mean, something, right? But yeah, you're right. Like, uh, that's the cool thing about astronomy is it's so democratized that like uh, discoveries are made by random people all the time. Well, yeah, you can't stop people from looking up into the sky. They don't have powerful enough equipment to see like deep, right? But they can see, you know, like they're not using fucking, that fucking Pluto was shit. discovered by some dude that was like, you know, dicking around Disney in a planetarium, shame. you know, like. He oh, wasn't, really? a, yeah, he wasn't even, or out of a telescope. He wasn't even like a, a real astronomer. He went, he became like, an astronomer after he discovered Pluto. Like, you get to name this planet, and he's like, I really like that dog. That Goofy. Mickey, Mickey's dog. He was using like oh, a blink Pluto. spectrometer to like go between pictures and just finding things that were moving because he was bored. Then he found this dot that kept moving across the, the sky, and that was how he found it. He wasn't even an, an astronomer. So that's like what's that's so crazy. cool. It's always been like, it's always been like, 
even the gentleman astronomers like Galileo and you know Copernicus like they were trained scientists but they were you know they were just using they were making their own tools as they went their own, own optical tools Galileo was the one who fucking figure out how to use telescopes to begin with so that's crazy that's how we found the moons of Jupiter I want to know about aliens I want to know about JFK I want to know what happened to this Malaysia airliner I want to know about 9-11 I would have said aliens but then Colin stole it so then all those other ones he had in there too but those are the kind of stuff I feel like you know, we'll never know. Yeah. When it's, nobody's going to. Where the fuck is the Pentagon video? Why is it just a bunch of fucking frames? Show me something. You got a million cameras. I don't believe you. That's what I want to know, Tim. Those are good questions, Greg. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen. What, do you have something? Yeah, the avocados. Fuck off. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this has been another episode of the Game Over Greggy Show. If you didn't know, each and every week the Game Over Greggy Show comes to you. Where did I get off track with it? Uh, I don't know. Right there. It's been a long show, really? Just there, yeah. Where it comes to you, and I'm like, each and every If you four, didn't know, but I, yeah, five, that's what I mean. Best, best friends, friends on this table. table to bring you all the news you need to know. Go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny if you want the episodes early or exclusive perks, but if you don't have any bucks to toss our way, head over to kindoffunny.com. That's youtube.com slash kindoffunny, where you get the show broken up topic by topic, day by day, until we post one big MP3 and one big video for your perusal the next Friday. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.